Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. An Erio's original. And welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite unsolved mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. Who knows? We might even solve the case. I am Allie Siegel. I'm Melissa Stettin. And I'm producer Maria. Well, nope. Web crawlers, I was about to say the first part again. No, thank you, sir. Uh, Web crawlers has a Patreon to get access to rewards, bonus episodes, shout outs, merch discounts, etc. Please go to patreon.com slash web crawlers. Melissa, should we drop another app this week? Yes, I'm going to drop it to this week. Awesome. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become one of our bimbo patrons. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts as well because we love that stuff. We got a review this week that just said Allie's feet. It was great. It's the review we've been waiting for. It's certainly the review I've been waiting for. Also, please call our hotline. Insert jingle here. Six two six six zero four six two six two. It has been popping off like whoa, and uh, we now have mailbag episodes. So please keep those coming. Do you remember that? Um, that what was her name? Um, um, Leslie Carter, Aaron Carter, and Nick Carter's sister, and she had that song. Hey, oh, it's like wow. Remember that song? No, but that's gorgeous. Uh, that family's no. cursed. 
We should do an episode on that family. Like Aaron's got something going on. Like I'm pretty sure someone committed suicide. Like the parents are bananas. Like no, I that- think it was Leslie Carter. I think it was that girl. Oh, she died. Who committed suicide. Yeah, Leslie Carter died in 2012 from a drug overdose. Oh Shit. no, that's horrible. Yeah, I think addiction runs in that family, unfortunately. Yeah, and then Nick Carter says, "My family blamed me for my sister's death. How horrible!" Oh my god, that's horrible. Oh, he has a lot of issues. He was like posting online a year ago. Wow. So Maria and I are both in gray shirts, and mine has a little bit of yellow, and then Melissa's in yellow. Mine's actually a blue. Okay, well. Well, they look similar to me. Agree to disagree. Melissa, who are our patrons? We have Mackenzie P., Rebecca P., Sarah K., Jessica B., Emily Y., Kate R., Sophia V., Satan, Jody B., Caitlin W., and Stephanie M. Hello, guys. Thank you for joining our team. Um, I am super excited for our episode today. Melissa, what is it? Well, our episode today was actually suggested by a friend of the podcast, John E.L. Tenney. Love that guy. And I'm going to play a little 30-second audio clip to uh, get us... In the mood? Get us started. As an enchanter, you are committed to each spell cast. You can't turn back. Part-time witchcraft is impossible. It will become your lifetime involvement. With spells, you'll generate vibrant forces and attract various energies, not all compatible with your nature. And you will need spiritual protection. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the first and only official witch of Los Angeles, Louise Hubner. Whoa. Her voice is intoxicating. I agree. I I almost fell asleep just then. I don't know what she was saying, but I like something happened to me just then. Yeah. She sounds like a witch. She sounds like if you were to cast a witch. Well, she is. She is. <laughs> Newsflash. So today, Newsflash she is. So today we're talking about the first official witch of Los Angeles. No, I'm not talking about Allie Siegel. Oh. I'm talking about Louise Hubner. Louise was an author of occult books. She was an astrologer. She was the only officially appointed official witch in the entire world. Wow. She was given the title of official witch of Los Angeles County from the supervisor of the third district of Los Angeles in 1968 during a series of summer concerts sponsored by her at the Hollywood Bowl. What does any of that mean? <laughs> Let's get, get into, into it. it. They'll let you know from where 
also, if we want to turn this episode into a drinking game, you can drink every time Melissa says official. Official witch. <laughs> <laughs> it's in here a lot. Yeah. Okay, so Louise Hubner was born in New York in 1930. And according to Louise... Is she Jewish? Is Hubner a Jewish Hubner. name? I'm not sure. It's a good question. Keep going. I'm going to look into that. And according to Louise, her mother knew she was different by the time she was five. Her grandmother was a fortune teller, and Louise began practicing fortune telling at age 10 by reading palms at carnivals. Also at age 10, she started a newspaper filled with gossip about her neighbors that she gathered by spying on them. That's so tight. I know, it's so hilarious. She's defined as a hereditary witch as she learned witchcraft from her grandmother and her mother, who were both witches, too. And they taught the craft. They taught her the craft in her early years. She was a sixth-generation witch and a third-generation astrologer. She studied from private tutors, and she was able to speak many different languages, including Latin, French, and Italian. Wow, multi bene. Multi. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correcto mundo. <laughs> so when Louise moved to Los Angeles, she opened an office as an astrologer, and through the 1960s, she gained local fame as a psychic and was a frequent guest on radio and television shows. She became the resident mystic on a talk show on KLAC for four years. Wow. So she started talking, she started out talking about astrology and then did psychic readings over the air. And occasionally, she was invited to assist in crime detection. Whoa. Yeah. Hubner participated in different episodes of The Johnny Carson Show and The Joey Bishop Show. She also had her own space in various journals and newspapers. She would always wear black and have her pet beetle Sandoz with her. That's insane. Pet beetle? How cool. Sandoz. Yeah. Maria, no. She also had a pet rat and a pet cat. (laughs) (laughs) Got a taste of my own medicine there. (laughs) Oh, boy. So this fame led her to doing psychic readings for public officials and celebrities. She was like Tyler the Hollywood medium. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And she was a big proponent of orgies, and most of her work was sex-related. Why does everything have to be sexual with witches? Like, I I am such an anti-sex... Uh, I'm a prude, man. You're a prude witch. Yeah, I'm a prude witch. <laughs> the prude witch. The prude witch. <laughs> the Ali Siegel story. Why does everything <laughs> have to be so horny? <laughs> it's so true, though. Like, just chill out. Like, let's have fun, but let's. We don't have to get nasty. Yeah, exactly. yeah. We don't oh. have to get nasty. <laughs> yeah, why does everyone have to get nasty all the time? <laughs> So Louise was also very active in the community. She used her witching powers of organization to help plan several events, such as a birthday party for Los Angeles that lasted 18 hours. Oh, my God. That's my nightmare. An 18-hour birthday party? Oh, my God. Yeah. And the party was sponsored by Coca-Cola, who gave them free cups. That's kind of tight. And Vandekamps gave them a cake big enough to feed 10,000 people. Okay, I would spend 18 hours at a party that was only Cokes and a cake for 10,000 people. Cokes and cake. 
that's my dream. Why did they sponsor that? Maybe they just asked. I mean, what people don't realize if you just ask, like a lot of companies will just give you things. Really, Maria? Because that hasn't worked out for us. (laughs) (laughs) I don't see. I'm going to call Coca-Cola tomorrow. I'm calling Coca-Cola tomorrow and I'm going to put my foot down. Okay. I'm going to say, look, I also want to be sponsored by David's bridal because I think that would be funny. Okay. So add that to the list. Okay. Don't you think it'd be funny okay. if I was uh, like, hi, I'm Allie. Everyone should buy a wedding dress. Okay, anyways, <laughs> becoming the official witch. The designation of official witch took place in 1968 at the Hollywood Bowl when the Los Angeles Department of Parks and Recreation asked her to help them promote a series of concerts, like the summer concert series. They were like, mm-hmm. hey, witch, we plan this. The invitation <laughs> was extended because she had produced festivities in 14 separate communities for a Los Angeles birthday celebration. So the county asked her to do for them what she had done for the city. So it's so weird. How did she get the job? And this is what she says. This is her own words. It started when Councilman Arthur Snyder was elected to office. After his election, he appointed me cultural chairman of the 14th district. As chairman of cultural events, I organized a birthday celebration that ran for over 18 hours from 8 a.m. on the first day until 2 a.m. the next. I gathered up all available talent and put on demonstrations that displayed the expertise of the sky and land units of the LAPD and LAFD. Gross. Mm. Also offered to the public were many art exhibits, poetry contests, talent contests, beauty contests, parades, dancing in the street. This sounds like chaos. Wow. Shakespearean plays, the folk folklorico ballet roger wagner and his master chorale of a hundred singers and decree like imagine if this was going on on your street i would be like that's insane i'm I'm just trying to go to the corner market and to create a bit more excitement i invited many famous guests from films and television to make appearances which they did so since her previous more local work had been successful they thought her more citywide work could be as well sure They knew she was able to generate tremendous positive media exposure. In one of their first planning meetings for citywide events, they decided to do a number of concerts at the Hollywood Bowl. So then I went on a rant in this doc being like, oh, my God, Louise Hubner, the witch, created the Hollywood Bowl concert series. But then I realized that the Hollywood Bowl started in like 1920s. So that's not true. But wouldn't it be crazy if she did? Okay. So the city and the Hollywood Bowl was planning a series of 12 concerts for Sunday afternoons. The title was 12 Summer Sunday Concerts at the Hollywood Bowl. How unique. (laughs) Right. I know. Seriously. The first concert they had planned, which opened the season in the summer of 1968, was called Folklore Day. Louise came up with the idea for this first show. She would be named the official witch of Los Angeles, and she would cast a spell on the entire audience. Ooh. Wow. So on July 21st, 1968, at a special shit show, that's honestly hard to say, at a special ceremony. She was made cultural chairman of the 14th district by Councilman Arthur Snyder, and she was named the official witch of Los Angeles. The document had the official country seal on it, um, county seal on it, and it was signed by... 
I'm just thinking it'd be funny if it had like a picture of a seal, like a literal seal. <laughs> it's the official seal of Los Angeles. <laughs> and it was signed by chairman of the board of county supervisors, Ernest Debs. This made LA the only city in the world to have an official witch. Ooh. I feel like Transylvania probably has like an official vampire or something. <laughs> probably. Uh, the certificate read, this certifies that Louise Hubner had been designated as official witch of Los Angeles County by virtue of her supernatural powers and is huh. officially assigned to reign over Folk Day at the Hollywood Bowl on July 21st, 1968, at which time she may be depended upon to cast a spell over all of Los Angeles County. Oh. Like, I have some issues with consent here. Like, sure. <laughs> who who gave consent to this? Like, they're just saying, hey, this is okay. But like, I don't think anyone voted on this. Like, the councilman is just like, hey, cast a spell on the city. But did the city members vote saying this is okay? No. I don't want a spell cast on me. That's like, <laughs> me no either. thanks. So she says this occurred one year earlier, almost to the day when Buzz Aldrin went to the moon. Hmm. But she says, uh, Louise said that. Why space- only Buzz Aldrin? Did other people go too? Yes. Well, they I, did. I think, I think we all know that no one went and that did it was staged. other people go too. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> a little man named Neil Armstrong. Does that ring a bell? <laughs> Did other people go? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Michael Collins, I think, was the other one. Mm-hmm. He stayed in the ship. So as I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted, <laughs> she said that space technology didn't seem to inhibit the magical process. Thank God. So then it came time for the actual spell. She called in a special, she called it a spell cast, which is a spell cast by a group of witches. So Louise brought a group of witches, so like a coven to the Hollywood Bowl, Mm -hmm. and the councilman asked the LA Zoo to loan them a bunch of iguanas to add to the atmosphere. But Louise thought the iguanas looked ugly and had no connection to witchcraft. So she requested they be sent back to the zoo and then one died on the way back because it was too hot. No. It's crazy. Like, she didn't ask for this. It was the councilman who was like, let's get some iguanas. And then Louise was like, why iguanas? No, I don't know. That's what Louise was saying. Why iguanas? That's what we're all wondering. Yeah, get these out of here. Yeah. That's horrible. That's horrible. So 11,000 people showed up to the event. Louise dressed in a long silver robe. She passed out red candles, chalk, and garlic. She gave the chairman, who signed the certificate, a golden horn to, quote, personally ensure his own sexual virility. Oh, my God. So Louise led a mass ritual to cast a spell over Los Angeles to raise its romantic and emotional vitality. So it was like a sexy spell. Horny spell. So all the witches started chanting, light the flame, bright the fire, red is the color of desire. 
Oof. Light the flame, bright the fire. Red is the color of desire. Melissa, stop. That sounds like a first draft, if I ever heard of one. <laughs> bright, bright the fire? It was the biggest spell ever cast over that amount of people. So here's Louise's first-hand account of the event. So she said 11,000 people came. Lowry's, a large local spice company in the area, Lowry's contributed seasoning necessary- salt. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> they contributed salt and garlic. For the thousands uh, to oh work the spell. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, the county's contribution was fake gold pins and fake black spiders. This is demonic. <laughs> Stupid. Um, so the councilman, yeah, told the LA Zoo to lend some iguanas. Um, she said, unfortunately, they weren't the best <laughs> iguanas the zoo had to offer. In fact, they look pretty awful. I like animals, but these guys were pathetic. I'm usually pretty sympathetic to the plight of most small creatures, but this group solicited dislike from most of the audience. We all distanced ourselves from them emotionally, and we all felt the impulse to laugh. Maybe we were all mean, but we had our minds on other things. The sex spell. Okay. Screw you. Well, she said somehow somehow they did nothing positive for our spellcasting atmosphere. No one knew why we had the iguanas on stage, nor what connection they might have with witchcraft. We sent them home to the zoo as fast as we could, but it was July and it was hot and they were a mess. So it wasn't surprising that one died on the way. As I recall, the councilman wasn't too happy about the whole thing. This is so turning like, out to be a mess. It is. So on a, she also says on a high note, the Volkswagen distributors on the West Coast painted a Beetle Mercedes to match my gown. Well, thank God for that. The gown was donated by a black designer from Watts, home of the L.A. riots. Um, Assemblyman David Roberti asked his campaign manager to drive my beetle into the bowl and up the ramp to the stage since I couldn't work a stick shift. This is... This Banana. is insane. Yeah. Uh, at the time of the spell, this everyone chanted... This is witchcraft. This is, this is this complete is, pandemonium. This is like a <laughs> Woodstock... Yeah. Light the flame, bright the fire red is the color of desire. We had a good time. I am certain there time. is no other officially appointed official witch to be found anywhere else in the world. I have a question. Can I yes. ask a question? Yeah, Please do. Why were these council members like, we need a witch? It was for marketing purposes. Like, she was... For marketing what, L.A.? I don't... These summer concerts, I guess. It was the 60s, baby. Like, yeah, I don't know. 60s. Um, she said this type of thing will never happen again. No That's other decade could so. ever match the 60s. The vibes were right. Yeah, man, it's all about the vibes. Anyone who says like there's never going to be another decade like the 60s man is I don't trust and I don't <laughs> need them. And I and I I find them to be um abysmal. I agree. I can't you. wait to say there's going to be no other decades like the 2010s, baby. It's the 2020s. Those early aughts, man. You'll never get another early aughts, man. <laughs> Low-rise <laughs> jeans. Ugh. Oh, gross. <laughs> so after all of after the Hollywood Bowl spell, she became pretty well known. And in 1969, she released both a book called Power Through Witchcraft and a spoken word album called Seduction by Witchcraft. It was released by Warner Music and was sampled by some David Bowie bootleg recordings. Jesus Christ. Yeah. In 1970, she was invited to Salem, Massachusetts, 
in an effort by the mayor, Samuel Zoll, who asked for forgiveness for what happened to witches in that town. He gave her a broom inscribed, May your ride be long and enjoyable. That's what your dad said to me last night. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Zing. Also in 1970, she released another book called Never Strike a Happy Medium. And she was a guest on the Johnny Carson show. Um, Did you see the link I sent you guys? Um, Because I didn't know this. But this is crazy that in in the 1960s, Capitol Records, A&M, and Warner Brothers capitalized on the witchcraft phenomenon with spoken word albums of occult incantations. So there's all of these 60s and 70s like witchcraft recordings from major labels. Whoa. Wow. This is on DazedDigital.com. Yeah. There's just like... Wow, that's crazy. It's super cool. I would love to listen to some of these. I know, like Louise's album is like, it's so nice. It's so well, like calm. Look at this. Satan- they have a satanic mass album oh. recorded live at the Church of Satan, San Francisco. What? Holy I need shit. to buy that. <laughs> no. This is so crazy. I had no idea this existed. Oh, these yeah. are in these record, like album covers look so cool. Yeah. From the late 1960s to the mid-70s, occult and witchcraft records became an unlikely phenomenon in the UK and USA. These spoken word LPs included narrations of rituals and spells by witches and covens, usually accompanied by bizarre early electronic esoteric music. Some were relatively obscure private press releases. Just look at the art of witchcraft by Babetta, a.k.a. Babetta the Sexy Witch. And Ian Ian Richardson and Barbara Holdridge's Malleus Maleficarum, which were both released in 1974 and which today fetch hundreds of pounds online. But what's odder is that major labels were often the ones putting these records out. It wasn't unusual to find albums like Alex and Maxine Sanders of Witches Born or Louise Hubner's Seduction Through Witchcraft arriving through Capitol Records, A&M or Warner Brothers. But why did these occult oddities exist in the first place? Wow. That's pretty awesome. Cool. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information, 
information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. But then there was some pushback from the city of L.A. about this witchcraft title she had. So Louise was using her title as official witch of L.A. to promote and market her books and albums. And the city of L.A. did not like this because her books were very sexual in nature. Why, though? they had The city of L.A. had her do a sex spell over everyone in yeah. L.A. at the Hollywood Bowl. That makes no sense. Yeah. The guy who gave her that title, Chairman Deb, said that the title was only supposed to be for that one day when she cast the spell at the Hollywood Bowl. But she said that she worked for months for free to help the city plan multiple events, not only the Hollywood Bowl event, and the only compensation she got was that certificate. So, like, why not let her use that? Yeah. The chairman said the certificate was only for publicity and marketing for that one event. Oh, my God. So then Louise refused to stop using the title and insisted that it was legally binding. Good. And then the city sent her a cease and desist. Oh, my God. In which Councilman John D. Maharg asked her to stop using the title because she wasn't a government worker, witchcraft isn't real, and it was all just a gag for promoting the Hollywood Bowl. Also, like, but official witch isn't a government job. So, like, chill out, bro. Yeah. So Louise was not having that, and she wrote back a letter and issued a press statement when the story went viral. Good. She said, if Supervisor Debs persists in asking the Department of Parks and Recreation to unload me, that will only create bad feelings in me, and I will be forced through an act of pride to take back the Los Angeles County spell for increased sexual vitality. You don't want that. She said, what with smog and freeways being what they are, I shudder to think of what the de-spelling could do to devastate the county. Oh, surely in these critical times, there are other areas that should capture the attention of both Supervisor Debs and our Mr. Maharg. To think that good and valuable county time and effort could go into getting rid of happy publicity and good, clean fun in the county parks fascinates me. And then the council never responded and she got to keep her title. Good. They were gaslighting she also, her. Yeah. She also held a p- press conference to discuss all this. And in doing so, her name got spread even further around the world. 
there we go. But unfortunately, this was around the same time as the Manson murders. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And the newspapers didn't really want to write stories being sympathetic to a witch. So like I the mean, story kind of got buried. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she also faced some blowback by Wiccans. They were embarrassed by her. I mean, I get it. It's a little bit. It's like, yeah, it's it seems like fake, Um, even though she was a witch, not Wiccan. But people didn't know the difference. Uh, they thought she, to be on, I guess, I guess like the difference is like Wiccans more like celebrate the earth or they're, they, they are Wicca is more of a religion while witchcraft is more like spell casting. Yeah. I think Wicca seems more pure to me than being, like, yes. or I don't know. I don't know the different. I, I honestly, I don't really get it. They thought she tended to perpetuate what they felt were negative stereotypes of witches, but she kept on going. She did lectures at colleges and she was the founding member of multiple witch related societies. Hold on. I'm going to look at the different. Okay. Difference between. Yeah. I don't really know. Witchcraft and Wicca. I feel like it's like, like a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle, you know, like it's. Yeah. (laughs) Not all, not all squares. All rectangles are squares, but not all squares are rectangles. It's like, who's been to the moon anyway? Wicca is a tradition of witchcraft that was brought to the... Okay, but like, I need this in like one sentence, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hell yeah. Difference between Wicca and witchcraft in one sentence. (laughs) (laughs) There should be... You know what? Wait, is that a genius website idea? Describe something in one sentence? Describe something in one sentence dot com. I do feel like I always am just looking for like what is this? What it like a like yes, a, like a, a simple succinct- definition? Like I don't need a Wikipedia. I just need like a very yes. short summary of what something like, is. I like I don't want a paragraph. I just like want describe this in one sentence, like layman's terms, like for an idiot. Just describe this to me in one sentence. I think you're uh, talking about an idiot's the idiot's guide series. <laughs> no, have you ever seen those books? Those are so those are big, thick books. Those are too big. Okay, <laughs> super the 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 super idiot's guide, and it's just it's just like a index it's like a index card. Yeah. But I want I want <laughs> describe this in one sentence dot com. Go daddy website appraisal. Oh no, here we go. <laughs> oh, so so Wicca Wicca is a religion while witchcraft is a practice. So you're right, Wicca is more religion, witchcraft is more like practicing oh. in spells, I guess. Yeah, I told you that. Um okay, so describe in one sentence dot com is only eleven ninety nine. Like it's available. What is one sentence.com available? Yeah, it should be one sentence. <laughs> the title can't be longer than. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are dumb. Okay, that's it's it's worth 2800. Oh. What about short shortanswer.com? Fuck, that's worth $4000. Well, we'll we'll look into this more, but I think I think I'm I think I'm onto something. You know, uh, Ali, you know what I <laughs> You know what I think you're talking about? No, I don't care. Ask anymore. Jeeves. I think you're talking about a dictionary. <laughs> you think I just invented the dictionary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish there was a way to describe something in one sentence. <laughs> oh, God, how sad. <laughs> wow, that's, that is... 
a low point for me that I'm so I'm so far away from the dictionary that I didn't it didn't even cross my mind that that's what a dictionary is. It might but even be cool an encyclopedia. That, like, I would have I would have I would have discovered it. If that had not already existed. I think that all the time, like when I'm using like kitchen utensils, like like a garlic press. And I'm like, yeah, like if I would have been alive in like 1600 and I needed to mince this garlic. Yeah, I probably would have invented the garlic press. Yeah, I literally. But guessed. I'm not. And now I have to like come up with something like there's computers. nothing left to invent. Well, not that I can wrap note, my head around. August 9, 2020, Ali Siegel invented the dictionary. <laughs> it's not webster's miriam it's webster's seagull allison seagull's no. dictionary um okay so los angeles spell in 1990 in 1977 the los angeles angels baseball team were in a slump and supposedly cursed so they asked louise to put a spell on them and here's what happened Melissa, do you want to play this YouTube? Yeah, here's some audio from that. County 68. The Beat City 65 in here in Hollywood is 61. And on the telephone, we've been uh, talking comments about her off and on all morning as the Angel success story in Anaheim at the Big A for California. Here is the official witch of Los Angeles County, probably the world's most famous witch, Louise Huebner. Good morning, Louise. How are you today? Hi, Charlie. How are you? I didn't wake you, right? Oh, uh, no. I never want to get on the wrong side of you, Louise. <laughs> Zap, and it's over. <laughs> now, you put the spell on the California Angels last Friday night, was it? Yeah, we all did. You uh, all did? Well, Gene Autry and, and several of the men on the team that were having difficulty. Mm-hmm. And they've had a six-game winning streak now going. So they swept a doubleheader last night, stunned everybody? Yeah, I'm very pleased because there were a couple of fellows on the team that weren't too cooperative. Oh. And I was afraid they might sabotage the whole thing. Uh-huh. Oh. But now, it seems to be working, doesn't it? Evidently. So the Angels went on a six-game winning streak i mean that's pretty crazy but also it could have been placebo effect like if someone's like i think you're i don't really think louise is a witch like i don't think (laughs) witches really want this kind of attention like real like the real bona fide witches that i know like live in like the middle of nowhere like on farms like want no attention like yeah hate being talked to like I don't know, man. Can I put something out there really quickly? Yeah. Because at the bottom of the link that I sent you was a picture of Lana Del Rey. And I was thinking to myself, is Lana Del Rey the new official witch of Los Angeles? She's very witchy. She is a witchy she woman. She is. I think there's something witchy Ooh, about witchy her. Woman. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's got witch vibes. And I don't think she... I think she could take the crown if if someone would I give it mind. to her. I wouldn't mind. I think, all all. Win- I think all women are witches. If you want my opinion. Well, the two that I'm looking at are, that's for sure. Oh. Damn. Damn, dude. Um, <laughs> predictions. Um, Louise claimed to have predicted multiple events. For example, she say she says she predicted JFK, like every other astrologer. I was the only one who predicted President Johnson wouldn't run for re-election. The Russian spacewalk, the Watts riots, RFK. I said something terrible would happen that day in LA that it would alter the course of history. Personally, I wouldn't leave the house. So she says she predicted all these things. Um, uh, who knows if that's true? Yeah. Later life. 
Louise Hubner was married to the conceptual and storyboard artist for Motion Pictures, uh, Menton Huber. Mentor Huber. Mentor. Mentor Huber. Huber. Okay. He worked on <laughs> Dune, Planet of the Apes, Blade Runner, The Land of the Lost, TV show, and The Addams Family. Show. Me too. Um, they had three children and traveled around Europe through the 1960s. In the 1970s, Louise Hubner operated as a public psychic. Oh my God. Was she part of that like hotline? Oh. By the mid-1970s, however, she had largely retired from public life, and for a period, she operated an antique shop in Pasadena. Oh. She died in September 1st, 2014. Melissa, I was wondering, were you able to find anything about her kids? Like, I couldn't find anything. Yeah. I looked on Family Tree now. Your favorite. And I did find three people who were two of them were born the same year so i'm assuming those were her twins and then she had another son who was mentor hubner jr and i believe one of the twins died from cancer a few years ago and i think another one is he actually runs i think the website for or like mentor hubner's website and all of his art stuff on there and then the other one, I think there's no, not a lot of detail, like just lives like somewhere in California, just like isn't very public. So they're not really public figures or anything. They just like have stayed in the, stayed in the shadows, you know? Got it. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. I'd be like mom. Yeah. And they're like in their fifties and sixties, I think. Oh, they're old now. That's not old. I know. I people young. have said that. People have said that before on the podcast. Yeah. They're, they're young. They're older than us. They're older than we are. Not for long. Uh, not if Maria has anything to do with it. <laughs> so here's some quotes from Louise. She said, and as a witch, I can be a lot meaner than I could have been if I were Jeannie Dixon. Who was like a famous astrologer at the time. Yeah. She said, I always giggle when I'm excited. It's part of being a witch. That's <laughs> why I giggle all the time. Uh, she said, enchanters need orgies. The orgies will help you generate the electrical and magnetic impulses you will need to cast spells. Wait, like, this is like, remember when we talked to that wit? That, yeah, that, Gabriella. That, it's sex Gabriella Herstic. I am not about that life. I just think like, I don't know, like, you know who she seems like? This Hubner woman is like an Elvira. It's yeah. all like yes. this put on, like sexual, like yes. like look, look at my body, look how I look, how sexy I am. Whoa, look and at it's my like, body. Yeah, look at my body, <laughs> and and be amazed. Like, yeah, yeah I don't want to see a witch's body. The witch, the witch that I see, I, needs to be in you know a cloak. I agree. Whose body do you want to see, Maria? I'll get back to you on that. Okay. There's a couple. Looking forward to it. Her album, though, sounds awesome. Like, I would want to listen to it. Here's um, a little clip from... It's called church. It's very simple. You take a photograph, a bit of hair, or some intimate items belonging to the love objects, such as a shirt or undergarments. You place them in the center of a table. Three candles, one yellow, one orange, and one red, should surround the treasures. Light the candles. And for nine full minutes, gaze at the symbolic representation of your lover. 
Ring a clear silver bell three times and cover the intimate area with 47 yellow blossoms. Wait, will you pause it for a second? Seven yellow blossoms. Is she the voice of the head at Disneyland? No, that was the voice of one of the um, Imagineers. Let me look because I, I know the head. No, maybe she is because now I, I'm remembering that one of the Imagineers is the face and she lip synced to someone saying that. So maybe it is. Doesn't it sound like her voice? Voice of what's her name? Madam Leota. No, it was Eleanor Oddly. Oh, well, she sounds mm. oddly like Louise Hubner. <laughs> yeah, they're both witches. That should have got that should have gotten more of a. But whatever. Oh, I get it. I get it, Allie. It took you that long? Yeah. Okay. It did. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, that's our episode on the official witch of Los Angeles, who I think was more of an opportunist than a witch, to be honest. Yeah. I think she liked selling books and being on the radio and being on TV. She seemed like a cool lady, though. But like, yeah, I think she was like a fun, zany, horny lady. Yeah, like a crazy aunt. She was like a horny party planner. Yes. <laughs> In my book. Anyways, if you guys know any more horny or uh, uh, unhorny witches, uh, where can people reach us, Melissa? You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at webcrawlerspod or Reddit or Facebook and we're on Patreon. Awesome. Well, anyways, that's it for today. I am Allie Siegel. I am Melissa Stettin. And I am Maria the Witch. Producer (laughs) Bolasucci. Goodbye. Goodbye. Powered by ACAS. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. 
Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. 